Hey everyone, and welcome to another episode of Bagelbytes. I am Robbie Nagel, and this is just a podcast series where we're going to talk about the random things that I want to talk about. Today I'm going to throw a curveball at you, and I'm going to talk about Satan. Uh, one of the reasons for that is because the theology behind Satan is uh, kind of fascinating uh, to me. I actually wrote my fourth-year seminar paper on the majority of it, so this is something uh, that I've researched a whole lot of. Um, and it's one of those things that has a lot of like traditional views that are not found in scripture, which is super annoying to me personally, because I see it, um, and also, this is just one of those, like, clickbait things, like, everybody's kind of interested in, uh, this, I'll probably actually do a podcast on, like, angels and demons as well, uh, because it's one of those things that is just, uh, uh, like, fascinating to people, or at least, um, they'll be curious enough to check it out, which is kind of, uh, my aim, I guess. So, um, when I'm talking about this, I don't want you to have any, like, preconceived notions about it, uh, because I'll break all of them immediately. Uh, a lot of people will try to reference, like, uh, Dante's Inferno, or, uh, John Milton's, uh, Paradise Lost. Uh, those are both fictional works. They're heavily, specifically Dante's Inferno is heavily influenced by Roman and Greek mythology. Um, when you think of, like, Greek mythology where, like, everybody has this idea of Hades being, like, barred from Mount Olympus. He's supposed to be, uh, you know, the god of the underworld. He's in a separate location. That is not how Satan is in scripture. Satan, we have the, uh, best example in the book of Job. He's literally allowed into the courts of heaven. He's allowed to talk to God. In no way, shape, or form is he, you know, barred off from that. Uh, if you want to get into end times, maybe I'll do something on that because it's another clickbaity uh, type of topic. Uh, I probably won't just because uh, it's there's a lot more to it, and it definitely won't be a 10-minute one. Um, but uh, when we see Satan in the book of Job, uh, it, he literally expresses his namesake. Uh, so... Uh, Satan just means adversary or accuser. Uh, all he can do is accuse um, us or the people of God. Um, he has no uh, power really to attack. Uh, a lot of people say, you know, um, you know, the enemy is attacking me or something like that. They'll use a, they'll use the enemy instead of the name um, because he's like Voldemort apparently. Um, but. I promise you that he's not. Because here's the thing. Here's the here's the first bit of teaching. Uh, Satan is not omnipresent. He cannot be everywhere at once. He can be in one location at one point in time, and you are not important enough for him to be in your house. I will say that as sternly as I can. He's not in my house. He's not in your house. I guarantee that this podcast will not reach uh, people that are important enough, so I will be confident in saying uh, that if you're listening to this, he isn't. Um... In, in your life attacking you in any way, shape, or form. A lot of this is really uh, uh, the idea... Oh, I'm going to get sidetracked here. Oh, I'm going to have to... Uh, ooh, <laughs> I will pause myself for that. Uh, I'm going to continue with this teaching. I probably will swing back to this, though. Um, so... Uh, he's literally the accuser. He can only accuse you. He'll bring up and whisper in your ear and stuff like that, your sins, and accuse you. But he has no power over you. Um, even in the same way, like, from the very beginning, uh, Cain kills Abel, and God says that he has the power to overcome uh, that sin. Uh, it says sin is crouching at your door, uh, and you can overcome it. He doesn't need anything to overcome it. We've always had the ability to, because it's our choice. 
in the end. That's the point of free will. You can say that, you know, you're uh, being attacked and you're uh, doing all these things and you have no power against it. That's not what this means. Like, when people try to say, like, uh, you know, in my weakness, uh, Jesus makes me strong, that's not something that you're weak in. That's something that you are uh, unwilling to actually be convicted in. Uh, when you talk about sin in that type of way, uh, it's not something, some external force. And that's really why I really want to teach about this is because a lot of people put the blame on Satan because he's like the scapegoat figure for him, uh, for them. And that's the issue with the traditional views of uh, the theology behind uh, the devil in general is that he's this thing that, like, oh, well, I have no power against him. I can't do this. Like, you know, he's in my bedroom whispering, making me do uh, X, Y, and Z. Like, he takes over people's bodies and, like, makes them commit crimes. Like, that's just complete foolishness. And a lot of people, uh, from a very traditional viewpoint, legitimately uh, cast off their own responsibility for themselves and others. Uh, onto him because he's this all-powerful being somehow and I just it's not in scripture he's never been all-powerful like uh, in Job he can only do what the Lord uh, allows him to do Uh, when he's talking to Jesus he can't do literally anything like he has no power or authority to do anything and Jesus kind of just like I hear him just laughing at him in that in the conversation in the wilderness um but uh, that's be that's besides the point. He does not have that type of power. Uh, what I really want to get into uh, when talking about this, uh, because he is just the adversary, and um, that's that's it. Uh, he's not this you know mystical beast uh, with you know uh, goat feet and uh, pitchfork or whatever. Um, he just accuses. That's all he has the power to do. Um, and Jesus already took the blame for it. Um, when you're talking, uh, you know, gospel teaching here. Um, he's already uh, covered and taken the blame and died for it. And you don't have to be accused anymore, um, if that makes sense. But the teaching that I really want to get to is uh, a rabbinic teaching called Yetzer. And Yetzer is the word uh, that means inclination. And... Uh, it's broken up into two uh, opposites, I suppose. There's Yetzer Ra and Yetzer Tov, or the inclination to do evil and the inclination to do good. And the way that this is taught is that it's not some uh, demonic force kind of like pressuring you to do evil uh, and some godly force pressuring you to do good, but it's actually the Specifically, when talking about Yetzer Ra, it's essentially the misuse of things the physical body needs to survive. So, like the example of um, the need for food, uh, when you uh, overly exert that need, it becomes something like gluttony. Uh, the need for procreation, uh, when you uh, chase after that and becomes lust, um, slash uh, sexual abuse, or any other. Um, sexual immorality, the needs that the body have um, are rooted in that teaching on Yetzer Ra. Uh, They're not seen as evil the way that we see it, 
because there's a distinction when you obtain Yetzer Tov. Uh, when you have both, um, this is uh, generally taught to be um, at the age of 13, when you uh, receive this new inclination, um, it's one of the things that's celebrated at uh, bar mitzvahs or bat mitzvahs, and it's also slightly backed by psychology, um, just like when we obtain uh, that ability to uh, discern what's good and what's bad, what's right and what's wrong, and the main point is that um, Yetzer Ra is only evil when it's uh, taken to its end, essentially, in the example of uh, overeating or eating too much, eating more than your household needs, and therefore causing others to be uh, without, uh, that's when it becomes a sin. Uh, but the need to eat is not a sin. Uh, that's But the need to eat is still uh, technically falls under Yetzer Ra. It's only when it's completely uh, distinguished by Yetzer Tov where you find out, oh, I only need this much food um, and uh, I need to allow others to survive as well. So the teaching is more about self than a external force. And I really believe that um, the church generally, uh, especially for uh, a solid 1700 years um has really put the blame on an external force and not themselves uh it's the same way like there are just some people that say like oh i'm being attacked by you know this and this and they uh, they mean well and i'm not saying like they're being um lied to or tricked or you know they had the wrong upbringing or whatever um but at some point in time you have to realize that uh, you have to take responsibility for your own actions, and sometimes you make stupid decisions. Like, I can't make a dumb decision and then blame it on something else and be like, oh, that wasn't me. <laughs> like, <laughs> it, like, you can't do that anywhere else in society. Um, but for some reason, we're allowed to in the church. Like, uh, you, you hear, like, horror stories, essentially, of... Uh, you know, people in ministry uh, really just falling, and uh, either they'll do the correct thing and take full blame and step down and, um, you know, go off and heal and, you know, really get back in the relationship with the Lord, um, or they'll completely go further into it and just say, oh, I'm, I'm you know, uh, I'm not powerful enough to resist uh, whatever, and uh, that's just not factual at all. Even in, like, people always reference, um, you know, in my weakness, Jesus is strong. It's only the things that you have no strength over that you are weak in. You have strength over yourself. Uh, let's be completely honest. Like, you have strength to make good decisions and bad decisions. That's not something that uh, Jesus is made strong in. It's not something that you're weak in. It's just something that uh, you lack conviction in or want or desire to actually live a righteous life. Like, I can't be um, nice about it, I guess. I have to be very forward about that because it's a, tra it's a tradition that's really been uh, plaguing 
the church, uh, and there's multiple theologies that have really poured out of this that are just uh, like poisonous. Uh, it's just really annoying to me, and uh, that's why I talked about it in this podcast uh, because I'm allowed to. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that's about it. I could probably rant for a little more, uh, but I'll save it for a different one maybe. And yeah, so as always, I appreciate everybody that listens to this and, uh, you know, uh, comments and uh, text me and all that good stuff about them. And uh, yeah, thanks. So I'll catch you at the next one.